gents everyone welcome to another episode of the mind body musings podcast this is going to be the second episode on the quarantine that we are going to have here um this is episode 298 and i really don't think there's anything else we can talk about right now uh feels kind of silly for me to talk about anything else but as always i'm going to be combining in this podcast episode, things that are applicable to your life outside of the quarantine. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things today. This, I'm just giving myself permission to have somewhat of a free-for-all today of whatever's coming up to mind because I have a, a lot of things on my mind. There's a lot of ground to cover and we're going to just put it all in this, ep- this episode um, because when our world is lacking a sense of grounding and footing like our whole entire world's root chakra right now feels a little bit blocked (laughs) you could say um it's really challenging to go as deep as so many of us want to go in all the upper chakras our intuition may feel a little bit cloudy or third eye, our heart, our sacral, our sex drive, you know, um, there are a lot of different things that get off balance when the chakras, I'm using chakras as just like a metaphor right now, but what I mean is when there's no grounding or foundation, it's hard to freely fly, right? It's hard to feel, it's very challenging to feel totally safe to let our creativity run wild or our sexuality to flow because our nervous systems do not feel safe, right? So without that foundation and that grounding of where are we going to be in a week? Are our family members safe? When do I get to return home? When does my best friend get to return home? Will I have a paycheck? Like all of these things that are part of our quote root chakra as a world, as a society, and as individuals, these things need to be in place in order for the higher chakras to feel really expressed. Another way we can look at this, I don't really know why I'm talking about chakras because I never talk about chakras. It just makes sense to me in, in this example. But another way to look at this is in order for the feminine to feel really creatively expressed or emotionally expressed that part of you the omega part of you needs to feel like the alpha is really strong the alpha has got her and we don't have much of that strong alpha energy in our life we don't have certainty we don't have a container we don't have uh, consistency we're in the space of the unknown so it's kind of like the feminine is piled on top of the feminine on top of the feminine there's nothing but chaos the unknown a lack of clarity. It's not crystal clear. It's like murky uh, jungle, which is a beautiful energy, but we don't have the, the the harmony. That's what I'm saying. Is is most of my messages around how do we create a harmony, so that 
we have a container set so that the feminine can feel free to express herself. And our global container has dissipated. So on a personal level, we all must be creating our own containers. And this literally could mean that your home being quarantined is your container. So you can feel free to express and to open and to be emotional because you have the four corners of your wall. Like look for the masculine wherever you can right now is what I'm saying. Look for the masculine. What is consistent in your life? Because there is such a a global dissonance happening and somewhat of a yeah, just a total jungle, really. There's there's a lack of a riverbed. We're just all these rivers pouring everywhere. Look for as many masculine structures in your life as you can. So I live alone. For me, right now, the physical container I live in, my bedroom, my living room, my kitchen, all I'm holding on to for dear life. I'm like, you are my masculine right now. Thank you for being here for me. Thank you for grounding me. My floor, the hardwood floors I have, thank you for being here. Thank you for holding me. The perimeters of my yoga mat, whenever I have a yoga practice or an embodiment practice, thank you for being here. Thank you for holding me. Maybe it's the consistency of even, you know, the news isn't healthy, but at least having the consistency of some communication. That to me is a masculine in my life. I'm getting communicated with about what's happening globally, somewhat at least. Um, My dog he's this consistent presence in my life you know that's consistency um this podcast for me showing up every week that's consistency and hopefully for you that feels that way as well and then the people in my life that show up there are certain people in my life that have been showing up very consistently they are the masculine figures in my life as well as my own I've got my own My masculine game is so strong right now because I'm lacking it from other sources. And this is why it is so important for us to be consistently working on our masculine capacity to hold. I do this work a lot with my clients where on one part, we go deep into feeling what needs to be felt, what is arising Maybe we're mad at someone or our heart is hurting or we're afraid. And then our masculine, our alpha, holds that for ourselves. Doesn't look for someone else to to hold it all, but rather we hold it for ourselves. And maybe that means setting aside time to feel what we need to feel. Like that's a masculine practice to say, all right, for 10 minutes, I'm going to feel my feminine. That in itself is masculine. Or having structures in place, like in the a.m., this is how my day is going to go. And in the p.m., this is how my day is going to go. Or breath work, sitting down and doing Wim Hof breath for six minutes a day. Anytime you have discipline show up in your life, that's your masculine. We cannot forget to have discipline in our own lives prescribed to us by us rather than waiting for others to do it for us, like teachers. Teachers are wonderful. Teachers are great. But you are your best teacher. Act like it. Do the things that you wish a teacher would do for you or prescribe to you. Um, Right now, more than ever, I wrote a post about this. So if you if you want to read what I'm about about to share, go to my Instagram and look for the picture of a blonde woman basically making love to herself in the mirror. But now more than ever, it's really interesting because 
there's so many dichotomies happening, so many polarities, which for me, even though there's hardship and there's pain, so much of it going on for so many family members that are losing their parents more uh, faster than they thought they would or their grandparents, I'm, a, I'm actually having a really interesting experience because the work I do, especially in my one-on-one sessions, because man, if only y'all could be in my one-on-one sessions, that is where the my my light really shines is when I'm working one-on-one with people that's where I get into the nitty-gritty and I do the deepest work uh, whether it's embodiment or helping people express their rage or in a safe way or uh, reconstruct their childhood or or just have these light bulb moments or lo- of looking at themselves in a totally new way but no matter what I'm doing whether it's an Instagram story a one-on-one session a podcast the way I summarize my mission in this world is to help humans feel their sacred feels and to realize all feelings are sacred. To realize you're worthy of being someone that is mad at someone, that's a huge one, by the way. I've really noticed why a lot of women struggle with feeling mad is because they don't see themselves as being worthy of being mad at someone. This is a this was a big thing in my life, being raised by uh, some narcissistic qualities. Um, definitely, I, 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 that's going to be a, another podcast coming soon. I'm going to be coming out of the closet, so to say, talking about uh, being raised with a narcissistic parent, which um, was really hard. But being raised with a narcissistic parent and having emotional abuse in my life, I never knew that I was allowed. I never felt that I was allowed to feel angry didn't feel that I was allowed to feel angry. I was always not worthy enough to be a human that had that experience. In my mind, you had to be on a certain level in order to be worthy of being mad at human beings because anger wasn't validated in my life. Being mad at my parent was not allowed. I was never allowed to be mad at someone. So that was an emotion that wasn't allowed, but also sad. I couldn't be sad that, oh, mommy, mommy made me mad. Daddy made me mad. Uh, grandpa made me mad. Whoever it was in my family made me upset. I couldn't be sad about that either. I had to always be happy no matter what. So as an adult, if you relate to this or maybe you have a different upbringing, but a similar effect has happened as an adult, you struggle with feeling what you feel because as a child, it was never validated. In fact, it was turned away, it was dismissed, and it was it was turned against you and gaslighted. For anyone that's still new to this term, gas being gaslighted is when you basically have whatever feeling arises in you turned around on you and you're left thinking, am I crazy? Did I make that up? Someone dismisses whatever it is you're feeling, but then actually turns it around to make you feel like you're the crazy person. There's different versions of gaslighting, but that's one that I I come to time and time again. You're basically left scratching your head thinking that everything you just experienced didn't happen because the person you talk to is maybe a master manipulator. As an adult, you struggle with being able to be mad at people or sad or just to be mad at in general, maybe even mad at yourself or sad or, or on the flip side, happy, elated because you're so scared that one day you'll have that taken away and then you'll be sad again and then you'll be confused because you're not allowed to feel sad. So it's a spiral, it's a cycle. And right now, going back to what I was originally saying, 
this is a time when everyone is feeling two things at once, the polar opposites. People are feeling grounded and safe in their houses, and they're feeling incredibly unsafe in the world. People are feeling grateful to have food and toilet paper and people that they love in their life and very ungrateful and frustrated because of the certain circumstances. People are feeling secured and, um, and, 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 and happy to be alive and happy to have the money that they do have, but also completely terrified that they're not going to have money in the near future. Um, people are feeling delighted to have company in their house and also totally frustrated and, uh, and just annoyed that they're constantly around people. Humans are feeling grateful to have healthy children and then also really distraught because their children are driving them nuts and they just want to jump out the window. Um, people are feeling really, really nourished and connected at the same time that they feel the most disconnected and depressed they have felt in years. Maybe you're feeling totally dried up at the same time that you feel really horny and hungry for people, you know? You might feel creative at the same time that you feel so exhausted emotionally that you cannot create. Wow. Did you notice this? Did you notice that you're feeling too polar opposite emotions at the same time. And yes, I'm saying this with certainty because I know at least one of these things I have listed you are feeling. It's kind of impossible not to because we're being socially distant, but yet more connected than ever. Even if you look at the way that we're doing business or community, Zoom calls, all of these things are popping up, all of these ways we can connect with people while we are in our homes isolated and alone. I know for me, I have felt tremendous embodiment. I have done yoga almost every day and my yoga practice might turn into pleasure practices where I do 30 minutes of yoga and then I end up just touching my body all over on the floor, listening to music. And then I might go over and wash some dishes because my kitchen sink is literally a foot away from my bed and then I might feel the water as I wash the bowl and be really embodied in that experience and feels really sensitive because I'm so starved from human touch and human contact. I'm getting even more embodied because all I have right now really is my own body. And then on the flip side, like there is a particular level of disembodiment happening. I'm embodied, I'm embodied, I'm embodied. And then I go over to the couch and I watch Netflix and I want to do anything but be in my body. I want to go up into the air. I don't want to be kapha for anyone who is familiar with Ayurveda. I want to be vata. I want to fly away because I'm so tired of only being with myself. And then I go to bed and I reset. And I have crazy dreams every night. I'm dreaming of bears. I'm dreaming of my aunt. I'm dreaming of uh, being in a thruple. I'm dreaming of um, lots of flying. It's just a weird dream. Death. I'm, you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I go to sleep with thunderstorm sounds playing, I always have the weirdest dreams. And every night I go, I've been going to sleep with thunderstorm sounds happening because I need, I need something, uh, I need some sort of sounds because it's so quiet here in New York and Brooklyn. Um, so with all that said, you might be feeling a lot of polar opposites right now. 
And in the end, there might be a feeling of, oh my gosh, I need to make the most of this time. If I don't make the most of this time, then oh, I'm wasting life. Everyone else is writing the next best-selling book. Everyone else is creating small groups on Zoom and charging $15 per person and profiting off of this. All these other people are making courses and programs, and what am I doing? I'm doing nothing but watching Netflix and crying and calling my friend and drinking wine. Shame on me. What if it's not shame on you? What if, starting with what I said at the beginning of this podcast, your physical body, your emotional body, and spiritual body do not feel foundation, do not feel safe, do not know where you will be next week, next month, and therefore, you have no capacity right now to create freely from that space. If that is the case, give yourself full permission to stop trying to be something you're not. Do something you cannot do right now. Give yourself permission to let the state you are in run its course. You may end up finding creativity from that place, from finally letting go of that white knuckle grasp to make the most of this time, or maybe not. Maybe you're going to continue this until quarantine is over. So be it. There are many different ways you can do this. You could force structure out of this. You can force yourself to create something uh, even when you're not feeling like it, or you could not. It, neither path is better than the other one. I rotate between the two. Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art is all around facing resistance. So therefore, every day I do face resistance in some way. But I'm also a well-seasoned practitioner in the realm of, of structure and masculine discipline and feminine flow and arts. And so therefore, I've been training for this moment. If you have had a nine to five, or if you have kids, or if you've been severely anxious or depressed for uh, much of your life or the past few years, you might not be seasoned and, and skilled. And, and, and when I say skilled, I don't mean that in a way of... Um, saying one person is better than the other. I mean, you've been, you've been crafting other skills, perhaps. And so at this time, when you're reading other people's posts about just sit down and write and just do the thing and create and don't have excuses, maybe that's not where you're at because you've spent the last two years of your life working at a nine to five job <clears throat> and sharpening those skills. And so right now that you're home alone, you're in a completely new world. And you're not where that person on Instagram writing that post about just do the thing is at. You might be in a different place. So you might need to give yourself space to just be and to not be facing, uh, be disciplined, create, do all these things. That might not be where you're at. And if it's not, that's totally fine. I have had, I think, an easier time than a lot of people because I already worked from home. I've already created these masculine structures in my life where I sit down and I write my screenplay or I coach a client or I do yoga or kundalini. Like I have all these practices, so not much has changed for me, honestly. My life isn't that much different pre-quarantine and post and, and middle quarantine. Like it's just not that different because I already spend a lot of time alone. I've lived alone for years. I've done these practices and meditations and reading books and, and writing. I've done that my entire life. So it's just kind of going along business as usual. But if I put myself back into my disordered eating days, this would be a completely different story. I would be very anxious. I'd be having a very hard time. And, and 
having a hard time means, yeah, I do encourage you to have practices, but do not have these practices coming from the place of, if I don't do X, Y, Z, then I deserve to feel guilty. This time is an interesting time. We have never, ever, ever seen anything like this before. There is no right or wrong, and your nervous system is most likely trying to find one of those. Find a right so you can feel like you are good, or find a wrong so that you can feel justified in guilt. I invite you. That language sometimes feels so silly. It's so coachy. I invite you. I encourage you. But I do. I invite and I encourage you to take note of when you find your your uh, nervous system looking for a way to have one or the other and identify it as that, as a coping mechanism. Because most likely most of your other coping mechanisms have uh, disappeared on you. You can't be going to the gym or you can't be uh, filling your time with people. Like you're being faced with maybe... Uh, boredom or grief or isolation or your thoughts being left alone with your thoughts so here are some tools that I've really been I've been relying on um, past couple weeks this is I think week end of week two when you're listening to this episode it will be week three so um, one of them for me is I have been doing a lot of phone calls with friends, but also monitoring this because I can get really overwhelmed with having too too many phone calls. My eyes just get tired of looking around the room because I'm talking on the phone so much and I have to take breaks. So I have been doing a lot of phone calls, but I'll have maybe a couple days of calls and then a couple days off where I'm just really back with myself. Um, and, and I just, I've been really receiving love from people. It's really interesting. I had... I've had about four men all in their 40s um, just create a web around me, this web. And then one man in his 60s, that is called my father. Um, But I've had these four friends, um, kind of love interest type people swarm around me during this time. They're all in their 40s. In case you don't know this, I, I, I date guys in their 40s for the most part. I'm 28. It just works. It works for where I'm at. And I've had these amazing men um, just from different parts of my life come around me and just, are you okay? How are you doing? Like looking out for me. And I, I live alone. I am so alone right now. I'm living in Brooklyn. And these people are just saying, do you have family? Know that you, you have me if you need anything. Do you want to have a call? And I'm so grateful for these very, very masculine presence, presences, presences to be swarming around me it feels in a sense like it's God it's the divine saying I'm going to send these these humans to create a web around you and I can just like I can I can oh I can like feel myself in the middle of them creating this circle and just putting their arms putting them their arms around each other and I'm in the middle and it just feels so good. Whenever I feel a little lonely or scared, I just imagine this web of these men holding me. And the energy is palpable. It's so strong when I think about these brilliant humans, these artists, these creators, these lovers, these geniuses, these writers, and the energy that they're bringing me, even from far away. I'm letting it, I'm letting it penetrate me. I'm letting it hold me. I'm letting it wash over me 
Um, and that's part of my practice as a feminine being is to allow myself to receive this love around my uh, surround allow myself to be surrounded by this this masculine depth so that's one of the things i've been doing is you know you might be listening saying but i don't have four, four men in their 40s wrapping their arms around me i bet you do in some way have that energy surrounding you maybe it's your physical lover maybe it's a friend that just texted you the other day saying how are you i know you live in blah blah city are you okay there maybe it's someone who tried to call you or an email you received. What, who are, who's a part of your web? Who's a part of your web? Can you be having phone calls with them? Can you be nurturing those relationships during this time if you desire? And even if you don't desire to have them on the phone necessarily because you're exhausted and tired and you just want to do nothing, energetically you can let that happen. Energetically, when you go to bed at night, you can think about this web surrounding you. You can think about these people who are holding you in their thoughts. Some more tangible things that I've been loving. Aloe moves. This is a fabulous like workout, yoga, Pilates bar site. Um, been doing that every day. They have different types of workouts you can do. I've been doing a lot of yoga or uh, Pilates. I ordered some five-pound weights, and I've been using those. And it's hard, y'all. At-home workouts are hard. Something I'm loving is this website called Masterclass. You are learning classes on film and TV and writing and cooking and design and confidence and whatever you want from celebrities. I mean, let's just say it how like it is celebrities, but it's really educational and fun. And if you're someone who wants to be learning during this time, like I am, I'm a projector. Learning is part of my work and Uh, It's fun. It's not like I'm actually having to create something. I'm just learning and absorbing. This is that's exactly what my desire is during this time: is to use it as a time to learn. Might not resonate with you. That's perfectly fine. But if you are interested, you can go to Masterclass. I'm not being paid to say this. I just really love it. I discovered it recently after seeing their Facebook ads all the time, and I'm doing currently. I'm doing Jud Apatow's comedy writing masterclass and it's fabulous i have also heard great things about neil gaiman's and uh, natalie portman's and uh danny elfman um danny elfman is an amazing uh score writer so for anyone who was into writing music and storytelling through music do that one acting um Natalie Portman does that one, and Neil Gaiman does one on creative writing. So go check that out. Another thing I love that I just want to mention to all of you, I'm a huge fan of short films. I didn't even know what short films were until I started acting last year because a lot of the acting auditions that are available are for shorts. So short films are what they sound like. They are short films, and that means immediate satisfaction. You get to watch an entire little film in like seven minutes. Ba-boom. If for anyone who feels like they want to accomplish some shit, go watch some short films. You will feel so good about it, I promise. So Short of the Week is the website I want to offer. It's one of my favorite sites. And I'm on their newsletter, so I just get a recap every Friday. or, or Yeah, Friday, I think, where they say, here are the top shorts of the week. And just tells me which shorts to watch. And they're awesome. They're just really beautiful little short films. So if you're a nerd like me for film and you like quick satisfaction, shortoftheweek.com. And if you are into um, Netflix, 
aka every human being right now, everyone. Uh, the shows that I've been loving, I've got four for you. Um, the first one is, of course, Tiger King. Everyone is talking about that. It's amazing. It's captivating. Um, I haven't gotten super far into it, so I don't have much to say about it, but I just wanted to mention that one first. The other three, I have a lot to say about it. I won't because I don't want to spoil anything, but I am a huge fan of any show that is about like like real, nitty-gritty, down-to-earth, awkward, the mundane of love and relationships. And the three that I love for that on Netflix include Feel Good. This is a new Netflix series. It's so amazing. I love it so much. The writing is so good. It's about uh, an anxious comedian who is in uh, Narcotics Anonymous and she finds love with a woman who was previously heterosexual and that gives her a whole bunch of reasons to worry and be anxious because she doesn't want her previously heterosexual girlfriend to end up being heterosexual again and it's just really funny and really well written by um, the main star of the show she wrote her own series which really inspires me and then the show easy if you have not seen easy what are you doing with your life it is all these Stories about love and relationships that, again, are so realistic. You will relate. You will laugh. You will cry. You will all do all the things. And then the last one, which is my favorite one as of late, is called Love. And I flew through it. I'm done. I'm sad. I want I wish there was an invention to wipe your memory from media so that you could experience reading your favorite book for the first time again or your sh favorite show for the first time again. But this one is called Love. It is so good. It's about this pretty, like, grungy, tell-it-like-it-is, bubbly woman who meets this really, really nerdy uh, writer um, and their love story, basically. It's called Love. Uh, and it's written by also the main actor in it. He's one of the writers. His name is Paul Rust, and he's just fabulous. I've been trying to read his screenplays just to get a little taste of how he writes. But check those shows out. You may love them. I hope you do if you're anything like me. And that's all I'm going to share for this podcast today. I wanted to show up. I wanted to provide a little bit of insight to where I'm at today. I have just picked off every single one of my gel nails and I am trying to wear a little makeup to feel a little freshened up. But after this, all I'm going to do is return to my couch, I think, and eat a little bit of the same stuff I've been eating day after day, which includes ground turkey and brown rice and roasted broccoli and maybe a little bit of popcorn later and uh, that's about my life right now. So I wanted to show up, give you a little piece of my thoughts, my insight. I am still sharing stories and posts all over Instagram. So if you want to keep up with me on a day-to-day -day basis, I am at Madeline Moon on Instagram. Oh, last note I should share. Some people had some issues finding the last podcast I did with Julie Day, and it was an incredible, incredible episode. This is something you do not want to miss. I'm so sorry for anyone who's having a hard time finding it. Please know that sometimes iTunes, the podcast app, acts a little funky. It's out of my hands. So if you ever don't see an episode on Wednesdays, know that it is super rare I don't release an episode. I've been doing this podcast for over six years now. I've only missed a handful of weeks out of all six years. So 
if you do not see an episode, first things first, go to Spotify. It's going to be there. Spotify like never messes up. So go to Spotify. If you don't see it there, go to Stitcher or go to iHeartRadio. And the last stop, because I know a lot of you like to listen on the go rather than on your, your desktop, the last stop, just make up my website. It's always there, literally always there. That's the best way to know if I have a new podcast. It'll be there. So if you have not listened to the episode I did last last week on the coronavirus with Julie Day, go listen to that one. It is so good. Oh my God, I have so many strong feelings about that one. And let me know your thoughts if you have any questions about this episode or any comments, any follow-up things to add. You can let me know about that. I'm still doing coaching if you want to do a single session with me just to hold you over during this time, just to be told everything is all right or have a place to ask some questions about building a business during this time or being creative during this time or talking about uh, your current state of being trapped in a home with your Um, family members and you need someone to hold space for you around this, let me know. You can email me hello at maddiemoon.com or apply for my one-on-one coaching maddiemoon.com forward slash coaching and we will get rocking and rolling from there. This has been a great time with you. I'm so happy, so delighted to have this consistency in my life. I love you all. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you want to support the show, please send this to a friend who may be having a time of need right now and could use a little bit of encouragement and support during this self-quarantine coronavirus pandemic. Sending all my love to you wherever you are in the world. I hope you are staying safe and healthy and enjoying all the wonderful memes online right now. This too shall pass, my friends. I will see you next week for another episode. Mm